All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, everybody. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 178. The intro is incorrect, though. Only Dan and I are here, along with Liam and Jay, subbing in for Tyler and Rick. Tyler is down in Vegas at the All-Star Weekend, and we're going to get to him in a second because he's having himself a time down there. But first, I want to shout out our friends at Oodle Noodle, as we do every week. We're going to start off with a delicious debate this week. Not so much a debate, more of a conversation. I want to know everybody's first impressions on Evander Kane. Made his debut last weekend against Montreal. Got a goal. He's actually got two goals. I don't know. How many points does he have now? Three? Three. Three Three and three. Two and one. So we're going to start off first impressions of Evander Kane. Mr. Nation Dan, I'm going to start with you. Well, I mean, he's been he's been everything you could hope for, really, from a guy that that's been off for a while, been out of the NHL, uh, you know, for an extended period of time. Um, you know, get first first real chance uh, on the ice, and he goes and scores a goal. It's it's been everything on the ice you've wanted it to be, and then off the ice. You know, he's addressed some things in an interview and uh, and done, you know, at least tried to give himself a, a fresh start and a clean slate here uh, to begin with with that stuff. So, you know, it hasn't been disappointing for me. That's for sure. Jay. Yeah, like we're just isolating this to Evander Kane, the hockey player. Yeah, I mean, like we went over this countless times on this podcast, real life, whatever. So he's an oiler now. We can't change it. Yeah, so Evander Kane, the oiler. Uh, We can't argue against three points in three games. He broke our hex of of being scored on first in Montreal. He did. Uh, which was very, very appreciated. Uh, I for your also, bank account. For the bank account. I also <laughs> I also bet him over one and a half against Washington, and he hit that for me. 
So financially, this has been great for me. Um, but you know, he's he, he, he's he's. He's as he's as promised, right? In terms of the hockey player that he is, like he's he's come in, he's contributing already, and he's still got a long way to go. Like he's not a game speed yet, but like he's just got that much skill. The physicality after Connor for some reason decided to got walk in, to walk in front of a semi like he did, uh, but to go after the guy like this is like the team toughness that we need. But also, you know, he's making an effort. There was one one. Um, one of the clips uh, leading into the commercial, just showing him like patting all the guys coming off the ice, and he was on the bench, so like immersing himself into in, into the team there. So hopefully, you know, being a uh, adding some positivity there. So yeah, like isolating it to hockey, like hell yeah, like it's 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 going good, and I think I think you know he's only going to get better. Not to say he's going to be two points a game, but like he's going to be more of a visible factor night in night out. Yeah, I think you're right because he just got started. He's had a long layoff. Layoff. Everybody knows it. So it's going to take some time to get his timing back, his legs underneath him. Liam, what do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with what Dan and Jay both said. Like as a player, he's played well for us. He's three, one easy game I guess Montre- against Montreal, and then tough one against Ottawa, and then Washington was it was it was lucky he didn't get injured. I was shocked yeah, that he came I, back for the third period. I, I thought that was he came back. yeah. I thought that was shoulder separation all day. I yeah. thought he was legit an Edmonton Oiler, and he just got his shoulder knocked out on night three because that was just a hit right at the end of the second period. I was like, oh no, come on! But yeah. then he, there he was for the third. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that just kind of shows what he's trying to be now, where he's trying to be there for his team. It's like you said, he was patting people on the back and stuff. Maybe he just wants to show. Or maybe he just wasn't hurt, quite frankly. That oh, no, that's like that definitely stung. Obviously, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a shoulder separation, but like, oh, you could just see the pain. Like, and he yeah. was in he, visible pain. Yeah. And the yeah, fact well, he came back, I, I was though, gonna, was. Well, and I was just going to say, too, like, he, the guy, you know, I, I, well, he also, he also has a little bit of an all star break, too. So I think there might be a chance that he is banged up and he's feeling it still. To give the old. He did uh, just go out and gut it out. The old painkiller on that one for the, in, yeah. the intermission. Maybe it was a part two. He's just trying to prove to his teammates he's a new guy. Yeah. And yeah. like coming so, back is I'm here for you guys. Yeah. Like I want to be a team player and probably knew, like Dan said, the all-star break is coming up. So he could oh. suck it up for maybe yeah. a period. So. Yeah, 100%. Assisted on the uh, insurance goal. So Thank I'll, you. Plus one and a half. My overall first impressions are good. And it looks like he's trying to be better. To wrap it up, I on the ice, he's what we wanted. It's what we desperately needed. He's a big guy. He's playing alongside Connor. Like Jay said, Connor got absolutely blown. I don't Um, know if I've ever seen him get hit like that before. And he put himself in that position. Like, like it is, it was like Hathaway is just like, what he's good. Like Hathaway has to go and steamroll him like he did. Cause he was also shocked. Like he was shocked that, that all of a sudden McDavid's just there on an absolute T to blow up. Mm Mm-hmm. It was mind blowing. Like Connor had a brain fart there because I'm like, you see it because I'm like, you saw the hit, and I'm like, and then I saw it was Connor, and I was just shocked. Yeah, he never puts himself in trouble. No, I've ne- like I said, I've never seen him. This is seven years of him. I've never seen him get blown up like that. That was yeah, that was interesting. But he survived, man. If he was hurt, <laughs> shout out to Yamamoto for chucking some sticks in there. That's yeah. well, that's what we're talking about, getting greasy. Yeah, and then Evander Kane stepped in there as well. Yeah. That's what you want to see. Yeah, and then Cassian later in the game kind of got into it with him. So it's good. Like it's. I think the other thing about Kane is that like Cassian, like, like he's not one to go lead that stuff. He's one to kind of like react, react to it. it. Yep. So you know to have that happen and then have the two other players on the team get in like that probably is what unlocks 
that that flips that switch for him. So, you know, we got to see some physicality from him, which is important because Washington's a big team and they played us tough uh, that game. So very good to get the W and, and be able to, like, at least keep up and, and, and hold ourselves uh, uh, in the physical side uh, up against them. If you have thoughts on Evander Kane's first, uh, we're recording this on Friday, it's February 4th, your thoughts on his first three games with the Oilers? Big win against Montreal, disappointing loss against Ottawa, win against Washington. But let us know. Owen Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want to know your thoughts. So everybody here, passing grade so far, it's what you want. Yeah. It's what you want. Yeah, it's what we need. Uh, That was the delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. James, what's the latest with Oodle Noodle? New locations in Aaron Ridge, Airdrie, Kingsway. One coming in Fort Saskatchewan. Fort Saskatchewan is actually happening. I know everyone thinks I'm a big fat liar because I've been talking about this for 18 months, but I believe I can almost <laughs> I can almost throw out a date. I think I think we're doing our soft opening March 5th. So expect three days after that, uh, you know, us to be going full bore there, and then having our grand opening weekend the weekend after that. So it's actually happening. Can't wait. We are coming Fort Saskatchewan. And if you are looking for something to eat this weekend, Oodle Noodles got a location near you. But if you don't want to leave your house, our friends at DoorDash got you. Ding dong. Ding dong. Get yourself some foods. Friday, you don't want to cook. You've worked enough for this week. Right? Right. Good? Good. All right. Last weekend, we're just going to recap this really quick uh, because there was only two of us there. But Jay and I went down to Jasper for the pond hockey tournament that they held at the Jasper Park Lodge in partnership with Tourism Edmonton. Or uh, Tourism Edmonton. Tourism Jasper. It was just... A hell of a weekend. First of all, you show up. The setting is beautiful. The weather was perfect. The organizers did such a great job. The staff was incredible. All in all, Jay, it was just a great weekend. You know, first of all, anytime you go to the mountains, it's great. And then anytime you go to the mountains to play pond hockey is amazing. And anytime you go to the mountains to play pond hockey and it's like minus five and you're at the JPL and, you know, you're enjoying a few red wines, ask Tyler, and a few nation beers, amongst other things. It just, it all roads lead to a great time. So, yeah, organizers put did a great job putting on that event. We had a lot of, bl- uh, had an absolute blast with the, the couple activations that uh, we were involved with, which was the hot stove with the on the bench guys and the, uh, and the view and the watch party for the, for the uh, Montreal game. And then shout out to the on the bench guys for, you know, they you were see such the, a good time. You see them. Yeah. They, they, they're actually like genuinely like just good dudes. Like they went around like any, they're so approachable. Like it, it was, they're just like good, good dudes. And so that was like, I, I didn't know what to expect, but so that, that was a nice surprise. I had the most fun with the on the bench guys on Friday night. When we got there, we ended up going to pyramid Lake late. It was about 10 o'clock and we were playing some pond hockey. It was pitch black. They had floodlights yeah. out on the ice. So you could barely see shit, but like we were doing our best anyway. So the on the bench guys, were there with us and we were just having conversations about just like business, how things are going and you're having this chat with them. But then it's your turn to jump on the ice and they flip back into character and they're yelling all kinds of outrageous <laughs> shit at you as you're trying to play. It was the absolute best. Those guys were beauties. The hot stove with Caroline, they had the whole room roaring laughing. So all in all, a great event. The point I want to get to here is thank you to everybody at the JPL. Tourism Jasper, the organizers of the tournament, the grounds team that put it all together. The vibes were excellent. And I just can't wait to go back. Next year, yeah, we're, we're blowing this thing up, I think. Tourism Jasper is getting behind the events and uh, they want to work with us and find a way to really, really, really make this uh, a tent pole event for them in, in, in January. And now that we've gotten a taste and got an understanding of it and know what the, all the potential is, this is. This is a no-brainer for people to come uh, and, and play. And it's the, the hockey, yes, is a big part of it, but everything outside of it and just the camaraderie and the community stuff, like it's, it's 10 out of 10. Uh, 
Getting back to the Oilers, we have now passed the halfway point of the regular season. Game 42 got played just before the All-Star break. So with that in mind, we're going to check in on some first half report cards. It can be about the Oilers. Or in Liam's case, he does the prospect updates for us at OilersNation.com. He can talk about what's going on down in Bakersfield. Whatever you want, Liam. I don't care. Dan, I'm going to start with you. If you're thinking about the first half of the NHL season, what sticks out to you when you think about it as a high and a low? Uh, Well, I mean, I take the easy one off the board when it comes to a high. When I look at a guy like Leon Dreisaitl and what he's been able to do with this team, uh, you know, just consistently our goal scoring machine now and doing it without Connor McDavid quote unquote, as, uh, as a lot of people like to point out with him uh, over the past few seasons. It is interesting. Low, sorry, before you go on, Dan, sorry, it is yeah, interesting yeah. that people still think that Leon only produces because he plays with Connor, which he really hasn't all that much this year. It's, yeah, it's no, very it, silly. It, like, and it was a, it was a conversation we had at the start of the season where we were talking about how many games do we see Leon and Connor together? And you're right, bag milk. Like it's very, it's been very rare and it's only really been in situations when we're playing from behind, which was that stretch of 12 games there in December. But for me, the low point also comes from that, that stretch of 12 games, but it's just been the goaltending. Um, you know, we, I think we all had question marks coming into the season about the decision to go back to this tandem and, you know, full credit to Koskinen for the last four or five games. He's been a reason that we've been able to get the points that we have. But uh, overall, it's just not consistent enough for this team to be able to comfortably say that they're competing for the Western Conference Final, let alone the Stanley Cup. So for me, the 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 low grade and the the upsetting grade is is goaltending. Uh, Liam, what do you think? First half, Oilers, Condors, whatever you're thinking. I'll do an Oilers one. I'll do a Condors one. Excellent. Quickly. I think Ryan McLeod has been a massive bright spot for this team. Kind of yes, the last 20 games or so, I guess, since Tippett actually started playing him in a real role. And I think when he scored against New Jersey, maybe that's when it kind of started for him. Definitely in that poor stretch for the Oilers, he was one of the bright spots. Yeah. So that would be my Oilers one. And I think outside of the Oilers, I think just the prospects that everyone's been able to, they've been able to acquire, like Petrov, Tulio, Savoy, Borgo, all those guys are like shooting at like a two point per game rate in their leagues. Like Savoy, maybe not so much because you don't play as much in the NCAA, but a lot of bright spots like coming through to the Oilers, which is also maybe a couple of trade assets for Holland to use if he ever decides to make any kind of significant trade, which probably will never ever happen for the <laughs> Oilers. So, and then for a low. This one really doesn't work as well now because they're playing well. But when they were doing terrible, like, why did Cooper Marodi never get a shot with this team? Like, he's he has, like, 70 goals in three seasons with the Condors. And he's played seven games with the Oilers. And he's never probably played more than 10 minutes a night. So like, why don't you bring up the best player in your farm team instead of bringing up, like, Seth Griffith every time? And no disrespect to him because when he came up, he actually played well. But that would be my, my low. And I'll go with Dan as well and say goaltending because it's an easy way out. Uh, just since Liam brought it up, Cooper Marodi's played seven total NHL games, so it's not like he's got a big what? chance to show what he can do at all. And one this season. Yeah, and so. I think that his minutes in that one, if I remember correctly, was like three and a half or something. And he got a point. Yeah. And, and he got a point, yeah. yeah. Well, go. and meanwhile, Kyle Turris has just been stapled to that bottom six this whole year. So, yeah, amen on that one, Liam. Tippett's a guy that loves his vets, isn't it? He's And this is just one of those situations where... 
maybe some of the young guys do deserve a chance, like Liam said. And it's even like, sorry to keep going, but when Samarukov came up, he played three minutes. Yeah, he made wow. terrible mistakes which led to goals, but yeah. like, it doesn't help. And he did the same thing to Bear when in the playoffs. Like, these young guys make a mistake, and he's like, oh, well, you're done. It's like you're yeah. a kid, and you just have to go sit on an oldie step for hours until Dad tells you you can move again. Like, well, so it just doesn't help. Even in the here and now against Washington the other day, Tyson Berry's back for his first game after being injured. Bouchard pulled right off the power play. There you go. It's one of those things that I don't necessarily understand. First half, highs and lows, Jay. Uh, well, to, uh, to Dan had made comments about Drysidle uh, being uh, awesome, and that's uh, that, and that's a big positive for us without McDavid. Um, and 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 the narrative of Drysidle not being able to perform without McDavid. But I think the question is, can McDavid perform without Drysidle? Ooh. How dare you? That's and, and I just say that jokingly. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Yeah, I say that jokingly, but uh, it's funny that they will still hold on to that narrative despite Connor not being, you know, crazy peak performance. Oh, we got a pop in over Hello. here. We got a we got a little pop in Hello. here from somebody down in yeah. Las Vegas. Tyler Uremchuk checking in from Vegas. Where are you? what hotel are you at? Um, Park MGM. But you want to hear a good story? Of course. So my travel day was a shit show. Um, so layover in Vancouver for a few hours, land in Vegas. I got my headphones in. I'm listening to music. I'm not listening to anything else that's going along. So I just kind of wander around, get on the tram to go to your baggage. And I get to the baggage area. I'm like, where the hell is my flight? Like, I'm not finding it anywhere. So I wander around for like 25 minutes. Eventually, I go up to someone. I'm like, is there another baggage terminal? And the guy's like, yeah, but it's like a shuttle ride away. And the shuttle only comes every like 15 or 20 minutes. So I got to like go out to the street, catch a 10-minute shuttle (laughs) to the other baggage area in Vegas. And I had missed the carousel because it had taken me so long to get there. It took me like an hour to figure all this out. Um, So I'd like go to the Air Canada office and ask them for my bags because I lost them. And then I finally call an Uber and it takes me about 25 minutes to figure out where the Uber is at this airport. I like went to the area that was very clearly marked like Uber and Lyft pickups. But then my guy just went to a different area. He's like, oh, that place is too busy. You got to meet me here. So I'm like carrying my 45 pound bag of podcast and camera equipment up like stairs and stuff. Uh, finally get there. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to MGM. So we go to MGM. I do the mobile check-in. So I got like my digital key and all that on my phone. And I go to the elevator and my digital key's not working to get me up the elevator. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I go to the concierge desk and I'm like, can I get a physical key? Cause this digital one doesn't work. And she's like, what room are you in? She can't find it. Can't find it. She goes, you're not even at this hotel. This is the MGM grand. You're at park MGM. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no, Tyler, Tyler, uh, Tyler. There's Tyler so many, you, you need an essential person around you. Yeah, to you guide need you an around. adult. Jeez. You missed I'm, on every I'm mark. to sign up as your assistant. Every um, mark. Well, and also to 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 allow to to elaborate on missing the mark. You went to Taco Bell Cantina at like eleven a.m. That is like a that's a nighttime move. Did you even get a mark? No, I'm drinking the biggest Baja Black. Yeah. Beer so then you didn't go to the cantina. You just went to Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Still counts. Oh. Um, the music was what very loud. What is the artwork on it. your wall, Tyler? It's just a lady standing there. <laughs> anyway. to, yeah, this is amazing. Uh, Tyler, before you jumped on, we were looking at the Oilers. We just passed the halfway mark of the season as we landed here at the All-Star break. Looking at some highs and lows. So if you're thinking about the highs and lows from the first half of the NHL season pertaining to the Oilers, what do you got? 
the high singular moment for me is the comeback win over the Rangers. Like we were feeling so good. Oh, it was man. a weekend game. Jeez. It was basically a sellout in Rogers. The crowd was bumping the McDavid goal, the dry sidle, like chirping the Rangers telling them it's coming. Their confidence was at an all time high. I think our belief as a fan base in the team was at an all time high. So that Rangers game is without a doubt, the high for me, the low, um, probably that game they lost to the senators, right? Just Which because <laughs> the, Oh yeah. The one where they blew the third period lead. And it was kind of like, you know, they went into that third period and you're thinking, okay, they're beating the wheels out of Ottawa so far. This should be the turnaround point. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it just totally fell off. It was just horrendous. So, um, those are, that's probably my two high and lows. Uh, just to wrap it up, I think my lows for the season, I'm just going to take the obvious one. The first goals against I, I've never seen anything like it. And it was, they did 11 straight games at one point where they gave up the first goal and they had some wins towards the tail end of that run. But what is that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's comical, but it's, it was, it was a massive, massive problem. And and for my high, I just want to give a shout out to Zach Hyman. It's his first year here in the city and he's everything kind of we wanted from him. He's got an engine that won't quit. I'm thinking about the hustle and the grinding and the play he made on the shorty against Washington, which ended up being the winner for Nugent Hopkins. But Zach Hyman, you've got to get some love because he's been everything we wanted him to be as a free agent pickup. Don't you think Tyler, Zach Hyman love? Yeah. I mean, how could you not love it? And the, the roles he fills as well, right? Like the Oilers are, were going to be fine on the power play no matter what, right? Their top six was probably going to be okay as well just because McDavid and Dry settled. But now you look at it and you have Zach Hyman contributing on the PK, contributing on a third line that's scoring them goals. And he doesn't just like go float around, right? Like he drives play. And I also think he's a guy where when the games start to matter more, he'll start to elevate his oh, yeah. game even more. I think yeah. he's a playoff guy, right? And that's part of the reason you brought him in. Like he's going to make his five point whatever million in the regular season. He's going to earn it come playoff time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, also, my, my hot and cold because Tyler interrupted by going to Taco yes, Bell of course. and not Taco Bell Cantina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so mine, because uh, you guys have hit it all, you've covered all the good bases. I'm going to say one I want, thing I want to bring up is our shots against. We've been letting everyone shell us and that's you know and our goaltending isn't the best so that is not a good recipe but i'm going to say a positive and a negative is is our depth we got exposed for our depth early on we got a few injuries uh, some covid protocol stuff we couldn't absorb it but also we weren't getting any bottom six scoring now a positive to the lineup is our depth all of a sudden yeah and that is and that's the evander kane effect in the sense of Look what that push is. And now all of a sudden, look at our third line. And now our third line's contributing like night in, night out. Like that totally changes the dynamic of the team. And for me, like that's the thing I'm most excited about so far this season. Well, when we were in Jasper last weekend, Kevin Bieksa during the intermission was kind of like, well, if you're looking at the third line of Hyman Nuge and then that night it was Cassian, that's a second line on a lot of teams, you know? So. I agree. The depth, it, it just changes the whole dynamic when you totally can roll does. Connor yep. and then Leon and then Nuge. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, who do you match up your D against? Yeah. And if Holloway does like everyone's talking, Oh, holiday will be here by, by the end of, uh, uh, of February. Like if, if that does hold true and he can contribute, well then that's another yeah. big fast body. Like that, that like it's, it's amazing how this is evolving. Yep. 
I'm waiting for this to load, but Holloway's played what, Liam, five games in the Baco? Five games, one goal, and four assists. Yeah. So he's and he's buzzing. Yeah. He's buzzing around. So get his confidence. And, and you're right, Ryan McLeod, like he's he's getting his confidence now at the NHL level. Like you can see it with how he's he, he's now like a possession guy. He holds on to the puck. He's not trying to dish it too early, like a you know, when you're when you're green in the league. So he's doing all that. So, you know, the the, the scoring's gonna continue to come. Gotta give and a shit. I think too, like you throw Holloway on that third line, right, with Nugent Hyman. Flip, then flip Hyman, is that what you're doing? Be, yeah, flip Hyman over, and then you go Derek Ryan in between Fogel and Cassian as your fourth line. Like, it's really easy to see how the scoring depth can That's keep a lot getting of money really, really good. Line. <laughs> that's a lot of money on the fourth line, but yes, yes, that's what that's what's good about having good quality prospects on entry level deals come in and be able to contribute in your lineup. So yes, we'll celebrate that. We'll also celebrate our friends at Cornerstone Insurance as we do every week for ninety years and four generations. Cornerstone Insurance has been a family and employee owned business here in Edmonton. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever products you need, they've got it for you. And if you go to cornerstoneins.ca. There's a little button on the left-hand side of the screen that says Citizens of the Nation. You we just want to click on that. We just renewed our nation policy with Cornerstone literally like two hours ago. There you go. Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstoneins.ca. Go check it out. Get yourself a little discount. Citizens of the Nation. Looking ahead at some of the housekeeping we got to get going on here. Uh, Tyler, I'm just going to throw to you right away. I had this later on my list, but you... Just ask Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl questions. He looked at you as a human and listened to what you had to say and then responded. Uh, Connor said, that's a good question. I know. So, uh, that so was what was the question, Tyler? I, I, I had a proud father moment. Yeah, absolutely. When that, when that happened, when he said that. Walk us through it, Tyler. What happened? I'm not, I'm um, not, not only not only did you have a proud father moment, but my own father had a proud father moment. <laughs> oh, did you wow. post it? Did you post it on TikTok and he saw it? <laughs> no, I texted it to him and I said, "Hey, got a chance to ask Connor a question," and he responded with, "Very nice." <laughs> That's huge. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. Answer? Yeah, I'll take that. Um, but yeah, so anyways, uh, media day, they, okay. So they've McDavid and Dryset will come out at the same time and do their avails at the same time. Dynamic um, duo. They're both. In, they were, but they were at, they were both the 1045 slot, um, but they're at different stations, right? So you can't talk to them both at the same time. Luckily, Dreisaitl came out first and uh, he was out there for probably about five minutes. And then when McDavid came out, a bunch of the media kind of just went right over to Connor and that left me and like one other guy standing there with Dreisaitl. Um, So we had like a nice little three, four minute chat got his take on some of the all-star game festivities and, and the skills competition and all that stuff. Then I asked him for his unsung hero and he really had to think about it for a while. Um, at first he didn't really understand what my question was. Um, and yeah, he eventually settled on Nuge and Hyman, but he kind of gave the whole, like, you know, there's a lot of guys in that room that are contributing and that kind of thing. And then with McDavid as well, there were so many media people around that I was honestly surprised when there was like, you need like kind of a two second pause, right? To kind of pipe up and like get your question in. Um, so there was a two second pause and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get to ask a question here. And that was the first thing. So how does it walk, walk through mind. that process? Do you butt in or is there like an order? How does that work? Yeah. Were you throwing bows it, out there? Yeah. Yeah. There's no order. Like it's literally the players are on that little podium. Like you can see from the picture I posted and then there's like a little roped off area and the media, it's just a free for all. And so it's a little booth, right? And around the little conference room, there was three, eight, 11 booths 
and they were pretty much all always full with guys like rotating in and out. So you just kind of would wander over to a guy and like set up your camera, set up your phone. And if there was a pause, you'd throw a question their way. So, so you jump in like it's like it's doggy dog. Like if because if you don't, yeah. someone else is. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, you're um, well done. Yeah. So I, I was surprised when there, like I said, there was a little bit of a pause and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get to throw 97, a little question here. So that was nice. Um, yeah. And he gave me a really good answer about Miko Koskinen, I think. And he made a good point. Like as Miko's kind of gone, that's in a way how the team's gone earlier in the year, his numbers weren't amazing and they were outscoring. But as of late, like if Miko plays well, they, they've been getting wins for the most part. Right. So I thought that was a really interesting take. And I think it shone some light into how they view Miko in the room as well. Cause like when dry answered the question, he hummed and hawed and he kind of gave some cliches before he got to Nuge and Hyman and McDavid didn't even really think that much. It was just unsung hero, bang, right to Miko. And I thought that was interesting. No, he's just being a good leader. He's being a good captain. So he's doing, he's, he's, he's jumping in front of the bullets for Miko. When yeah. like, <laughs> don't kid yourself. He's not overly excited with how good he's playing. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> he's just being um, a tremendous captain. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good point as well. Um, the most awkward moment of the media day, though, was yes. I was standing in front of the <laughs> Stamkos booth and Stamkos got up and left and all the media left. But I was sitting there on my phone posting Instagram stories. And then Jordan Cairo walks over and just no one else came over to where Jordan Cairo was. <laughs> oh, no. So like the media person's like, all right, we're good to go. And I was just it like, was just you. There. Oh, you should have done like an Instagram live. I should have. So it was just me for like three minutes with Jordan Cairo. And I was like, so like you having fun at media day? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, what's like all-star like for you? And then I asked him a little bit about his season and all that. And then these two guys who just looked like TikTok bros showed up and they like had their hats on backwards and were just wearing t-shirts. And I forget what their website was called, but they were there doing whatever. And they were like, ah, Jordan Cairo, uh, they had like thick Boston accents. And the first question was something ridiculous. And then the second one was, what teammate wouldn't you want to date your future daughter? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did he give an answer? <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, probably my roommate, Jake Wallman. And these guys follow up, they go, why? Like, what do you think he's going to say? And he was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. He's just kind of a beauty. And like, that was it. It was very weird. What's on deck? So the well, it's Friday. So the skills competition is yeah. coming up a little bit later. What's on deck for you for the rest of the day? Um, so I'm going to finish up my Taco Bell and see if I got any other. Oh my God. What was the order? What are you doing? You took it home? Yeah. Taco no, Bell doesn't travel well. Jesus. I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking my Baja. This blast. is why if we need to be there, man. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. A, you would have not had a, any of those hiccups, uh, logistically from airport to hotel. Yep. True. And yeah, you would have gone bad. to Taco Bell Cantina and done it right. Yeah. It would have been three. Uh, and there had already been a visit to Fremont street. The only way you bring the Taco Bell Cantina home with you is if it's 3 a.m. And you're carrying it home like a care package. Yeah, and you ordered two beers and you couldn't finish the first one. (laughs) And maybe you over-ordered by one taco and you bring both back. Yeah. Um, You have so much My order, by the way, was three soft tacos. Yes, respect. Um, And then I did, I added Chipotle to one of them and I added nacho cheese to the other. I mixed them up a little bit. Um, anyways, what's on schedule for me for the rest of the day in 20 minutes, I'm going to go meet up with our pal, Scott Burnside, and we're going to go to the Gary Bettman press conference. That one should be interesting. Are you going to ask him a question? If I get a chance to, cause I don't think I will. I think you have to submit for this. Shit. Um, but if I get a chance to ask him anything, 
It'll either be if the league has any sort of strategy behind how they'll continue to work with gambling now that their deal with MGM is official and kind of what sort of guidelines they feel they need to put out there. Um, I I would ask if they would consider a increased salary cap for teams north of the 53rd parallel. Mm, a hybrid and I would up. ask, have they ever considered Claire Drake Arena for the Arizona Coyotes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, but Ryan Pike, Ryan Pike texted me and was like, "Hey, if you get a chance, can you ask them about uh, the Calgary Arena deal?" <laughs> of course, um, he is the he Cal- is the authority Arena. on the he Calgary the Arena. Arena. <laughs> yeah, so I might ask about that. Too, I respect I chance, that, but I doubt I will. Shout out to Ryan Pike at FlamesNation.ca. He's writing a book about the Arena deal. In fact, you should ask Gary if they have any inroads on getting an airport in Winnipeg. Gary, when was the last time <laughs> you were at Taco Bell Cantina? Yeah, well, it's as I say, Gary, are you a Taco Bell guy or a Taco Bell Cantina guy? Because that'll tell me a lot about your character. Yeah. How's your craps or, game, Gary? Gary, which member of the NHL executive office would you not want to date your future daughter? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting that and the thing about him having a future daughter. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> that, that in itself is interesting to unpack. Uh, Tyler, oh, yeah. since we got you here, but your time is running out, we're going to jump into Ask the Idiots for our friends at Buster'sPizza.ca. They've got a location near you. We had our friends in from Canucks Army yesterday, Quads and Faber. Mm-hmm. Had some donors from Buster's. Yes. How'd it go, Jay? It went... <laughs> Better than when I ate my donor? Not, well, it, so... So, well, let, let, let's... Okay, so we didn't have time to go to Buster's to get a donor, so we went on to DoorDash and ordered it. And so I go, Quads, what's your donor order? He goes, I'll have a lamb one. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, dude. So he's like, well, this is how we do it in Vancouver. I'm like, well, you don't have Donairs in Vancouver. So there we go. But anyways, Donairs arrived, took like 30 minutes, was perfect. So they got a good delivery Donair experience. It's always risky for someone's first experience. But they got through it. They enjoyed the sweet sauce. They, they were blown away by the meat. So all in all, I, I got them to rate it out of five Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux's. Mm-hmm. So we got a 4.8 out of Fabes. 4.8 Boudreaux out of five and uh, quads gave it a 4.9. Oh, high marks for our friends at Boston's pizza. Yeah. yeah. So blew them away. So it was good. It was good to find it. Cause like quads first thing, like before he even said hi to me when he landed, cause this is quads second time in Edmonton. He goes, I need to have a donor this time. So yes, it delivered. Makes sense. Ask the idiots. Uh, ask, Ask the idiots for busterspizza.ca, I mean. As always, you guys submitted the questions. The boys haven't heard them yet, so I'm going to ask them for their first take. Tyler, I'm jumping to you. What is your most hated team in the NHL? Example, we know Rick hates the Hurricanes from 2006, so he has to give his second most hated in this case, but he's not here. So we're just going to throw it to Tyler. What is your most hated NHL team? Uh, there's a part of me that really hates the New York Islanders. Um, I just think they're so always random. really boring, even when they're good. And in the past, I've always bet against them. I knew the it was something betting related. I fucking knew it. <laughs> like they, like last year, I lost so much money betting on them to lose to the Penguins. And it just seems like every year I'm always like, Islanders are done. There's no way that they're winning a round. And then they go on like these stupid ass runs, like the conference finals or whatever. So I really don't like them. Um, I mean, Calgary's an obvious one. Vancouver's an easy one as well. Um, the Seattle Kraken, I don't like them very much. I think I think they were too smug and they didn't do their expansion draft right and they think they're all this hot shit and they ain't. Uh, Nation Dan, come to you. Most hated NHL team? Uh, my most hated NHL team, like, I mean, the Calgary Flames, I think, is the easy answer just because, like, 
every, like every time I've gone to Calgary with the nation ever, I've always had just a bad experience with that team and that franchise and that city. So uh, they would be probably my most hated, but then like my surprise would still be the Dallas stars. I still have some oh, feelings respect. left over from 97 and 96. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the Dallas stars, their fan base, I don't know what it is. Anytime a Dallas star fan, like, blast me or chirps me it just makes me angrier than usual so i think the dallas stars is definitely an answer and they have that fucking guy with the tan jacket that always stands behind the net banging on the glass he drives me crazy liam who is your most hated nhl team my most hated nhl team is the anaheim ducks wow and it's not a mighty ducks fan i was never i was never around for the mighty ducks i lived in england when mighty ducks was a thing so i'm strictly anaheim Ducks. it's still a thing man you can still watch it i I know i'll give you some homework this weekend if you want yeah sure D's one through three. Yep. Three D's you have to take. Yep. And then I'll watch Sandlot, right? And now the after. TV series. Only one and two, though. And then anyway. The There's Ducks. a Sandlot two? I didn't know that. And a three. What? Really? Yeah. Right, Tyler? No. You would know. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of Sandlots. Yeah. What? Is there? I think no. the third one's when they're all grown up. I refuse least, to acknowledge those. No. Yeah. The like, no. There's like 16 land before times. Yeah. At least the main character is a pro baseball player in the third one, I think. Maybe that's what we'll do this weekend. We'll yeah. all watch Sandlot. Yeah. Anyway, Anaheim Ducks. I hate them, obviously, because of the when they knocked us out a few years ago. But I also now hate them now because of Trevor Zegras. Not because of anything he did with Anaheim, because I think we it's should awesome have them. to watch. But because of when he was on the USA team and they beat Canada in the finals. And mm-hmm. I just hated like the arrogance around him. Oh, and that is the reason I dislike the Anaheim Ducks well, still. And Ryan Kessler. For obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Zegras should be an Oiler, to be honest. Yeah, but probably. Uh, that's that's a that's a topic. different conversation. Yeah. Jay, most John, hated. Tortor- John Tortorella and Liam hate Trevor Zegras. Yes, yes. Jay, most hated NHL team. Well, like obviously, like I am. It's in my DNA to not like the Flames, um, and it's nice to see that kind of the BOA is kind of getting renewed. Like it obviously was like two seasons ago, and it's not. It's 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 back. So it's good that that's back. But for me. It's it, it's it's a it's a deep rooted issue with the Maple Leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 and it's more so the fans. Like it's just it's like Eastern media and and Toronto Maple Leafs fans because they're the ones they're the ones that can trigger me because the minute you know the minute they start talking about because it sucks that McDavid's from Ontario. It fucking sucks. Yep. So he's a de facto Leafs property in their mind, right? And they just always come at you with that. I'm just like, you guys are rubbish. Get through the first round. So yeah, no, I, I, I like that. Like that one triggers me. Uh, I hate the Leafs. Hate the hate the Flames. Hate the Canucks. I've got a healthy hatred for the Winnipeg Jets right now, mm. and I think that's really? just a little bit of recency bias. But like after the way the last season ended, I've got some a problem with the Winnipeg Jets. They don't have an airport. <sighs> Their curbs are too high. Their cabs don't allow more than four people. Yeah. And Mitzi's is too far. Too far. So you, Winnipeg Jets. Just because everybody else had different answers. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, second question, Ask the Idiots for our friends at Buster's Pizza. Jay, would you have interest in bringing Jeff Petrie back since he's reportedly on the block? And what would you pay? <sighs> like, there's, there's a lot of um, uh, trauma to the fact that we let him go for what we did and when we did. Uh, so you always kind of want to have him come back. But... That's a lot of salary, and that's a 34-year-old defenseman. Yep. So, like, what would the deal... Okay, would I like him on our blue line? Sure. 
Um, I think that would be great. Uh, what do we like? What does the deal in here look like? Like he needs to be back at like fifty percent retained because I think he has a six million plus cap hit. Six point two five. Six point two five. Yeah. So years for four exactly for four more years. So they need to take Miko back. They need to maybe even and and we could give not a first round pick, uh, a second round pick. I don't know. Like it's just that's so much time. Cassian back to Montreal. I don't. I don't like. I don't know if you can just dump all this. Like if you're just dumping all that salary, then it's you're you're doing that and taking the full contract. Yeah, and you're giving a pick. So. Just this, just uh, yeah. Or maybe they take Barry and uh, Barry and Koskinen, and you throw in a second. Because at least Barry's under contract for three years, so he can stay on the roster and be of some kind of value. I don't know. And I don't. I, and I'm not saying that gets the deal done. There's going to be someone that's going to go for way better. Uh, I'll just jump in next. I hadn't seen the contract before I read this question out, so I'm just going to say no. Too much, too old. Yeah. Liam, I will also say no. Too much, too old. Yeah, Tyler. He's really good. Yeah, of um, course. But it's like you guys said, too much, too old. And does he have trade protection? He yes, does. he does. And I, I had heard that he really doesn't want to play in Canada anymore. And I think he actually moved his family back down to the states already. Oh yeah, he's American. Um, so I don't, That's right. Yeah, I don't think it's like it's not realistic. Anyways, he's going to Minnesota, and yeah, it's not happening. He's going. I heard Dallas Friedman was talking about Dallas on Thirty Two Thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, and the idea that they would flip Klingberg for like a first and whatever, and then just take that and flip it and bring Petrie in. Oh man, that is a, why would you want to trade in? I, I know because Klingberg wants help, but trading him he in for help. Petrie. Yeah. Dan, but it, but you could get more for Klingberg. Eh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're, you, you checks out, checks out. I think this off season just kind of decided that we're just not in the, yeah. we're not in any kind of a deal where the guy's number starts with four or above unless you're unless you're swiping money back and forth and then like jay said you're we're swiping so much money in that deal with jeff petrie that the value you're adding is going to be a substantial number that's going to be a waste of your time anyway so unfortunately this offseason i think determined that we are just making smaller transactions as we go forward good point dan uh, next question, Dan, I'm going to start with you on this one. Should the Oilers consider resting McDavid and or Dreisaitl down the stretch like they do in the NBA, seeing as the team is basically playing every other day? Oh, I mean, you consider it, it. You always consult with the player, in my opinion, especially when you got superstars like Dreisaitl and McDavid. The thing is, is that those two guys are just hardwired to play the game of hockey. So uh, rare to see a superstar in the NHL want to come out of a game as you get closer and closer to the playoffs and depending on what our playoff position is, which we're not in one right now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's really something that you're going to, you're going to consider seriously unless you've got the playoff spot locked in and you've, you, you've got your position that you want to be in. Tyler. The main difference, like the big guns in the NBA play like well over half the game, right? Like they're not off the floor very much. Yep. So it makes more sense to rest those guys. I think you could peel back their minutes a little bit if you have a playoff spot locked up, but I also think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because I know the Oilers are what in the eighth playoff spot. So the last spot, if you sort by points percentage, like that's, that's not good enough to start talking about maybe resting guys. They still have a lot of work to do. Well, we've got to create the scenario of like, okay, if they, if they claw back in, like if they've clinched, you know, a playoff spot and, they get home ice in the first round if they're second place, right? That's that's all. Yeah, yeah. So but even that, like clinching second right now with the amount of games they have left and the the ground they have to I'm make up, if. I just don't think right now. I'm saying if. 
Like right now, of course not. Like we got to ride those horses to just try to have a chance to ha- be in the playoffs and stay there. But like, yeah. should they gain traction and should they clinch second, then maybe you entertain it. So it's all circumstantial, but I, I can't foresee it happening. Liam? I don't think it'll happen. I agree with what everyone said, but I also think something to consider is when Holloway comes into the team and if they acquire someone else at the deadline, they're going to want to build up some chemistry between lines mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you start taking out some players for a stretch of games, then you get to round one where it's like, okay, well, these guys haven't played with each other. They've only played 15 games or whatever. Like, I think it's important to kind of keep that rolling. Maybe you rest them for like the last three games this season. Yeah, I think that's the most likely is yeah. if they're in... Maybe they don't play the last one or two. We see that yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, but like Tyler said, those guys play 20 minutes a night. It's not like they play 40, whatever it is, like NBA yeah. players. I, I guess something else to consider too is they play San Jose so many times. And like other poor teams, I guess, like you could easily just, like to go off what Tyler said, I think just pull back minutes, play yeah. 15 minutes a night. 18 minutes, yep. whatever it is. And also, like Dan said, those guys don't want to come out. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. They want the puck on their stick. Uh, Jay, if you're creating an NHL coaching staff using only Oilers players, who are you putting on the staff? Current Oilers or just any Oilers? Uh, no specifics here, so I'm going to say any Oilers. Matt Hendricks, 100%, but probably an assistant coach. Head coach. Shit. Uh, former Oiler head coach. This is a tough one to, to have to bite the bullet on Jay. We'll give you credit for that. What? Oh no, that's fine. I, well, I, I think I think I think I got a really good assistant coach. Let's be honest. I'd probably want Connor McDavid to be the power play coach. Uh, I would want, or maybe Wayne Gretzky, I guess, if we're going former Oilers. And then you'd want who's a defenseman that I love, like Jeff Bukaboom or something hard nosed to run the defense. And then head coach for former Oilers. I'm trying to. I don't want. I don't want a superstar. I want like a fringe Oiler that 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 was just like. Well, not not Smitty. I don't think he's got the uh, the <laughs> the uh, the upstairs capacity to be head coach. So um, <laughs> just because anyone who anyone who stands in front of the net and takes pucks off the chicklets, that's a that's a different breed. I love you, Smitty. You are the godfather of the nation. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I shouldn't uh, I save on that one. Yeah, 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 big, big, big save. Um, shit. Why is this? Oh, maybe Jason Smith. That mm. That's who I want coaching the D. He's our head coach too. I love Gator. Oh, Tyler, put together a coaching staff for some others here. I I love the what Jay's got going here. So I'm going to agree with him. Gator is the head coach. You got Matty Hendricks there as an assistant, and maybe you mixed in a little. Uh, Maybe you like throwing a little Alish Hemsky there. You know, you got Jason Smith to kind of you, you have Jason Smith handling the defense and the head coach and stuff. He's got coaching experience. Hendricks is there to be like the raw, raw guy. How about on the PK? And then you got Hemsky to run the forwards, deal with the star players. Dan, what you got? I'm frantically typing up my team here, but it's uh, I'll start with my my assistant coach is George the rock. He's the guy that's just there for morale. He's there to make sure that the team is in the mindset for the game. Uh, goalie coach is Dwayne Rollison. My power play coach is going to be Chris Pronger. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm oh, bringing back good Paul. Fuck. Yeah. That's I'm a really good one. Charlie Huddy on, uh, on defensive coaching. I liked his systems here when he was here. And of course he's been in Winnipeg forever. And then my head coach is Adam Oates. I've, I've always dreamt of having an Adam Oates coached team. And so, just uh, would like to see him as our head coach. I, I want to come in just real quick and just say an 06 McTavish. Yes, that'd be a good mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. But just the 06 McTavish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Liam put together a staff for us. Okay. 
So I just wrote down four names that just came to my head right away. So yeah. my head coach would be Sean Hawkoff. I don't know why I just kind of envisioned New assistant him. GM of the yeah, Detroit I was, I, was, I was thinking that, yeah. I think yeah. it's because I saw him in a suit today, and that's why I visioned it immediately. Sure. Sam Gagne. Oh, oh I, I had Sam Gagne on my list too. I like that one. I like the Hendricks one as the glue guy. I would go with the professor Ben Scrivens as my goalie coach. And for the defense, just because I couldn't think of anyone else, and because I work for the team, I'll take Jeff Whitewicker. Oh, so smart friend go. of the pod. Friend, friend of the show. My friend personally. Wildcat. So yeah. I also had Sam Gagne on my coaching staff. I've got friend of the nation, Jason Strudwick, as the ambassador of Good Vibes. Oh, yeah. You need Struddy somewhere in the organization. I've got Dave Manson, who's actually already in the organization oh. with the Condors as the defensive coach. Great. Billy Ranford. Mm-hmm. I've got him as the goalie coach. And then my head coach is Connor McDavid. He's a player coach. Kind of like, mm-hmm. like in Slapshot. You don't see it very often, but that's what I want. I just, I, it's, I think it's super tough for a guy at his level to coach. Yeah, I agree. It's just like when Gretzky was the coach of the Coyotes. He's yeah. just like, why can't you figure this yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, yeah. But I, yeah, no, that's good. No, everyone had some good ideas there. That was great. One last question for us. It is for our friends at Buster's Pizza. We can make this one real quick. Tyler, do you think fans will get behind, like the, the ones that were questioning the move, the Evander Kane move, do you think they'll get behind him now that he's scoring and contributing on the ice? I think maybe a small portion of them will, but for the large majority of the fans who opposed the the deal to bring in Evander Kane, the reasons they did that had nothing to do with on ice on ice play. It was all off ice stuff. So I don't think on ice play will change their minds there. And with that, guys, I'm going to dip out. It was fun chatting with you. I got to run. Bye, See ya, Tyler. Be safe. Bye, reporter man. Yeah, yeah getting big time again mm-hmm. by Tyler. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Taco Bell Cantina at three a.m. Yep. Yes. Yes. I better see. You. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Send yeah, us another yeah. photo yeah, tonight. Yeah, boys. Uh, Nation Dan, do you think fans that were a little bit apprehensive will get behind Evander Kane now that he's putting up some points? Uh, no, I don't think so. And you know what? Respect him for it. They stick to their guns. It is what it is. Um, like Tyler said, you know, it wasn't it wasn't about on ice performance when they made their initial feelings felt, and I don't think that that's going to change much since. Liam, no, I don't think so either. Jay. Sorry, it was a question. I looked at my phone. Full disclosure. Uh, fans that were apprehensive about Vander Kane, do you think that now he's producing a little bit that they'll get on his side? Yeah, they'll be like, like yeah, what Tyler said. There'll be a, a, a some will move over to and just kind of just focus on that and just focus on kind of who he's being post trade. But they're not going to forget. Yeah, and I'm with you guys. I think there's some that will be like, okay, well, he's here. Why not cheer for the guy to have some on ice success? But I think there's also going to be a chunk of people that are just like, no, fuck this guy. I think if he produces on the ice and doesn't do anything off the ice, it'll go quiet for a while. And then you'll get the odd tweet where someone just reminds everyone, everyone will go kind of crazy again, which is good to be reminded of that stuff. Yeah, of course. So he he, he needs to be poster boy, squeaky clean now to Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, that's the only way I could see him kind of coming around to everyone, I guess. Absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, so with that, I'm just going to press my little randomizer machine, and we're going to pick a winner here for the Buster's Pizza gift card. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Scott. Scott, congratulations to you. You asked us who's our most hated team in the NHL. I'm going to send you a DM after the podcast is over. You just won yourself a Buster's Pizza gift card. Congratulations. Good for you. Enjoy the foods. Uh, just a couple more housekeeping items before we get to hot and cold performers. Uh, the pissy teas. If you ordered one, those are shipping as we speak. That's the reason Rick's not here. He's helping out, helping get those out the door. So we are going to have pissy teas donning your 
carcass very, very soon. You're going to look great. Send us pictures. I want to see it. Also, news that broke yesterday over on Daily Faceoff and on OilersNation.com. Peter Shirelli interviewing for the GM position in Chicago. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How shallow is the talent pool in this league? It's like there's six guys always that just spin around and around, you know? Oh, man. It's just... Like what is like Chicago is just a trash. They, they, they've got the biggest shovel and they are just continuing <laughs> to dig, 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 dig down. They've got the excavator going on both ends, just oh, digging from both sides of the planet to get them. Oh, through. Yeah. They are meeting in the, in the magma hot pools of the, our core mentioned a little bit earlier, former oiler captain, Sean Horikov just got announced as assistant GM in Detroit. He's going to be taking care of the AHL team as well. So we give a shout out to him. Sure. Uh, he's been with Detroit a long time now. He was in scouting. He was a director of scouting, and now he's the assistant GM. So good for him. And he went to Michigan State as yep. well. He's got strong Michigan connections. Yep, yep. And he must be pretty good at what he does because Steve Eisman hires good people. So he does. you got to give a shout out to Sean Horkoff. The last thing I want to touch on for housekeeping: ten year anniversary this week of Sam Gagne's eight point night against the Chicago Blackhawks. One of my favorite memories from that night is not just the game itself, but our boyfriend of the Withers Nation, Travis Dakin, made a bet mm. that if he got to eight points on the night, that he would run bare ass naked down his street in Fort McMurray. In like minus 27. It was very, very cold. And as, uh, as a man who follows through on his word, Travis did it. Not only did he do it, the video of him, we tried to find this the other day, by the way, but we couldn't find it. The video of him doing it showed up on CBS Sports the very next day, and I always thought that was very funny. He, he tweeted, check out his personal account, he tweeted it out. Well, see, uh, that's where we found it. We, oh, did he actually tweet the video or just the link to CBS? Oh, it was a link to CBS that didn't have the video. Yeah, because we oh, went gosh. to that link and is now a 404, so they pulled gotcha. Travis Na- Dakin's naked ass off of their website. I don't know why beautifully sculpted. Uh, just, I want to check in with everybody memories on Sam Gagne's eight point night. If you have some shout out to my brother-in-law, by the way, who spent a fortune to get Sam Gagne's gloves from that night in an Oilers auction nation. Dan, your thoughts on Sam Gagne's eight point night and just any memories you may have from that, from that evening. Well, I was living in Halifax and as we all remember, it was quite a dark time in the Oilers timeline. I know I did live in Halifax for a minute. Um, and so for me, I had a, I had a coworker named Eric and he just, I don't know why, but he hated Sam Gagne. And so for me, it was really hilarious. He just, I don't know. He he always, he always thought he was overrated and he was just (laughs) mad at him in general. And, uh, and so when I, when I came in the next morning or the next day, I had a big, shit eating grin on my face and uh he was he was visibly upset about that one but uh for me that was that was probably the greatest offensive output i've ever seen and will ever see in my lifetime just because it was such a it's it's such an incredible feat to achieve when you think that all the guys that he did that with are in the hall of fame that everybody else that that has achieved what he did that night are in the Hall of Fame. Sam, unfortunately, probably won't be in the Hall of Fame, but uh, but incredible to share that kind of a milestone with those names. I'm going to share something, even though I probably shouldn't, because this is an audio-only podcast. Dan, I know you can't see us right now, but Jay yeah. just left the room in a hurry, and he just he wrote on his notepad and pointed it over to me. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. He says, I need to shit myself, so I will be right back. Sometimes you got to go and you got to handle the business. He left in a hurry. 
but he had himself a big salad right before we <laughs> right before we started recording this. So maybe it got the got the got the juices flowing in a sense. You know, it's not that he needed to go to the bathroom. It's that he needed to shit himself. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> Liam, do you have any memories from Sam Gagne's eight point night? Um, I was a pretty fresh hockey fan in 2012, and I remember the most about that game is not realizing how well Sam Gagne had been playing. Then it was like, oh, he has eight points, and I was like, oh, this seems pretty significant. And it was only Wayne Gretzky and Paul Coffey. So my best memory about Sam Gagne is having no idea what was actually happening that night. So and just they, like how special it was. Yeah. And how cool it actually was. And now you look back at it and I'm like reading it now and he's like, I didn't realize he was only 22. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like Sam Gagne has just been 30 years old forever. Well, that's the weird, weird thing about Sam Gagne too, is like, he's been around in this league for so long, but he's still a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. When I, so I lived here in 2007 and went back and then came back. So that was Sam Gagne's draft year. And I remember mm-hmm. that draft night, Patrick Kane went one, Ben Reemsdyke went two. I don't remember the rest, and Gagne was six, right? Yeah. So then when I came back, Philadelphia and Chicago were in the finals a year before, which was, was like, oh, this draft is great. And then the Oilers got Hall. And then it's kind of random thought right there. But then anyway, Gagne had this big night, and he was, oh, I remember him getting drafted. And those are like my only two vivid early memories of being a hockey fan like Sam Gagne. My memory from that night is just, I've never seen, obviously you said there's only three Oilers that have ever done it before, but I've never seen anything even close to that where it seemed like everything he did, everywhere he went, the puck was following him around. He could do no wrong with it. He was standing in the net or in front of the net and he would have a tap in goal or he would set up somebody else for a tap in goal. And it was one of those just weird special nights. And then the other thing I wanted to mention from that one is we interviewed Sam Gagne a little while ago, shortly after the passing of Joey Moss. And just on his Instagram account the other day on the anniversary, he said, one of the best memories I have from that night was having a celebratory beer with Joey after the game. Right. And he posted that picture on Instagram and is absolutely wonderful. He got to t- he told us that story a couple of times on the podcast. So shout out to Sam Gagne, the anniversary of that night. It is a hell of a, a hell of a thing to have on your resume. You know, when you're, when you've got a record with Gretzky and coffee, that's a pretty good day. Like, like those two guys. Like, how many great players have played for the Oilers and Sam Gagne is one of three guys to have an eight-point night? It's pretty I, amazing. It's incredible. And the fact that, like, I wonder how close Drysdale and McDavid have ever had. Didn't McDavid have five or six points once? Uh, Leon, uh, Leon had six points against Ottawa last year, I think. Right. And that was, like, the only time I, I can remember Connor everyone getting close. five Colorado. Yeah, Connor's had a couple of five-point nights, I think, because I remember one he got in his it, earlier on in his career against the Leafs, a five-point night. But like, even that is a lot of points. Yeah, it's so crazy. tack another three on there. This is a hell of a six night. points for McDavid against Colorado in 2019. Six points. Yeah, November 14, 2019. And shout out to Sam Gagne again, just since we we're talking about it. He is currently with the Red Wings organization. He's got four goals and eleven assists in. Uh, in 47 games played with Detroit. So he is still going, doing his thing. Almost 1,000 games. 933. 933 games. Shout out to Sam Gagne. Man, what a hell of a career. And like, like Liam said, he has been 30 for 10 years now. <laughs> when he was drafted, he was 30, I heard. Pretty much. 32 years old. When's his birthday? August 10th. Oh, he's got the same birthday as my dad. Shout out to him. Crazy. I mean, there's only so many options, you know? There's only 365 options. They just land on the same one as my dad. <laughs> Love the coincidence. Jay, thoughts? 
still shitting? All right. <laughs> you like that, Liam? <laughs> Liam's having fun today. <laughs> Liam loves cutting to people in the pooper. (laughs) All right. It is time to get to hot and cold performers. We'll see how long Mr. Downton needs before he returns. Stretch this plug out a little bit. No pun intended. (laughs) Liam's having, there you go, Liam. I like making Liam laugh. If you head on over to deucevodka.com, first thing you see is Brett Kissel. Right hand side of the screen, you see find in store. You're going to click that. Follow me along. This is a theater of the mind. You click that one. There's your store locator. Get yourself a bottle of Deuce Vodka for the weekend. No Sunday fun day is complete without it. Have yourself a Caesar. Provided, of course, that you were of legal drinking age. Our friends at Deuce Vodka Vodka have something for you. Again, just look at the store locator. If you are in Saskatchewan and you want to find a bottle, reach out to sales at deucevodka.com. Get yourself a bottle. Okay. Good. 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 All right. We've got the buttons ready, we think. Liam is learning. We did a little pre-testing before we got started here. We're going to start off with our veggies, as we always do. Liam, I'll start with you. Your Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. Do I press a button first? You give your, so you give your take and then push the then button. press the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the week, the power play. And I would say mm. not necessarily just last game, because it was one for one, but just in general. Mm-hmm. The last few, since they've been winning, it has been... Oh, that's cold. Nice. There you go. Dan, nice we've, got, we've got a pro here. Yeah, there you go. We've got a pro Tyler, here. Yeah, we're just going to bring you in, Liam, especially for these segments. <laughs> we're going to kick Tyler out because he forgets to do the button half. All the time. the time. It's nonsense. Well, in real life, we were calling Liam better Tyler for a long time, so true. It, it fits. Oof. Nation Dan, that your works. Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. Well, my Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week is going to go to a gentleman who decided to scream at the media while the Oilers game was going on, Mr. Rocky Wirtz. Yep. Uh, you get my Cold Performer of the Week for the way you handled a question about a thing you definitely knew was going to be asked at this press conference. Uh, so, Rocky Wirtz, you're going to get my Cold Performer of the Week. I'm upset. Uh, Jay, you're a Cold Performer of the Week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we'll hit a cold performer button there for Jay. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll wrap it up. My Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week is I'm going to tag on to Dan's cold performer. Rocky Wirtz. That was one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever seen. Not only did, should he have expected that question, I'm sure everyone in the room expected that question to come. He could have done the bare minimum there. And instead, he decided to scorch the earth, make himself look like an asshole, and and just completely out of touch with what's going on. Even when somebody wanted to step in and help him with the answer, Danny Wirtz, yeah, yeah. cut him off and just kept going. He doubled and tripled down on it and it was completely ridiculous. So Rocky Wirtz also gets mine. It doesn't make any sense. The Blackhawks should be embarrassed about it and he should definitely be embarrassed about how he handled that. We don't hear that button very often. Liam's finding buttons no, that Tyler doesn't ever want to push. Finding ones that say cold. That's, that's all you need. That <laughs> We're just going to delay here one second. Liam's going to find another cold performer button. Jay Down, back to the podcast. Your Deuce Vodka <laughs> cold performer of the week. Duty calls. Uh, <laughs> Drop a deuce. Oh, cold performer. <laughs> Shit, I... Uh, <laughs> I spent some time to think about that one. <laughs> what, are, what are the ones you guys had? Uh, Dan and I both said Rocky Wirtz. Oh. That performance, that town hall was as embarrassing as it gets. Uh, as Liam, Liam said, said the power play. play. 
Yeah, power play's bad. I, yeah, you know what? It, it, it deserves three Rocky words for sure. Are you thrilled? I'm not. Absolutely embarrassing. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, no, you, you have to go all in on Rocky there. That was awful. Judgment. Uh, flipping the ledger, we're going to po- end things off on a positive note. So we look at the hot performers of the week. Nation Dan, I'm going to start with you. Your Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week. Well, I'm all duke, duked out all decked out in red uh, for Team Canada. And so my Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week is going to go to the Canadian men's national team who is going to qualify Canada for a World Cup in my lifetime. You you tell young nation Dan, who's out playing soccer indoor and outdoors growing up, that Canada would be in the World Cup. I'd laugh at you and say that this wasn't possible. So for the Canadian men's national soccer team, you're going to get my Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week. Liam, just really quick, run us through that for people that don't understand what's going on with the men's national team. Yeah, so they haven't qualified since 1982. I don't know the exact number of when. So in North America, you have to qualify through three different rounds to get to the final round to then qualify for the World Cup. I don't know exactly when Canada did it, but they haven't done it in a long time since made this round. And the fact they haven't lost a game yet against anybody, and they've beaten Mexico twice. Mexico have been like the dominant team in North America for forever. And they beat them twice handedly. And now they're going to probably go to a World Cup. I think they need two points from the last four games. And honestly, a shout out to the head coach, John Herdman. Like the job he's done with both the men and women's team to put them on the map is unbelievable. Like, because you actually watch Canada and I don't want to sound super negative. They don't have a lot of guys. Like they have like three really good guys and everyone else is just a good contributor to the team. Like the goalie is... 35 years old and never played better in his life. He oh, played, and he's such a character. Yeah, yeah. And he plays in the Polish league, which is not a good league for European standards. And what they're doing is unbelievable, to be honest. So there you go. Waz is devastated right now. By yeah, how dare you yeah. take a shot at the Polish Sorry. leagues? And Caroline, my apologies to both and of them. Well, as long as you say Lewandowski deserves the Ballon d'Or, then you've, you've got him back. Lewandowski deserved the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Liam, coming to you next. Your Deuce Vodka hop form of the week. Cody Cece. Oh, oh, okay. That's a spicy take. He had two assists. He hasn't had more than one point in a game all season for the Oilers. So, there you go. He had two assists. The first two goals of the game. Yeah, against Washington. Yeah, He's, so yeah he is a, he's asserting himself uh, offensively. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that ended his five-game pointless streak. So, there you go. Cody Cece. He's a hot guy. Yes, he is. He is a handsome guy. Isn't Very he? handsome. Incredibly handsome. Uh, Jay, your Deuce Vodka Hop Performer of the Week. Uh, well, I've got two, as per usual. Uh, one will be hockey-related. Uh, the PK has definitely been a lot better. It was, it was definitely vital in that Washington victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, love a, I love a good uh, shorthanded GWG. Love it. Um, and also because Dan is inspiring me with going Team Canada, the Olympics is upon us. Yep. And I am uh, all in on the mixed doubles curling team. They won again today. Nice. L- what a different game that is. It's, that one, that one, like that one's like you have to be in tip-top shape to play that one because like you're you are always in motion. Well, and strategically too, like you've got to be you're thinking about your next three shots. Like it's crazy. Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. Exhilarating. The big guy is smoking hot. Sorry, Liam. That's my fault. Wrap things up. Uh, my Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week is. I got to be on brand. It's my boy, Nooch. Since coming back from his injury, 
the guy is looking hot as a pistol right now. Mm-hmm. Couple of goals against Washington, the game winner, empty netter. He had a goal against a classic Nuge goal against the Montreal Canadiens, picking up points all over the place. Like I said, against Washington, he had a th- uh, two goals, one assist. So my boy Nuge, he's back. And you know what? We need him to be back. And also just to add on to my hot performer, the chemistry that he's building with Zach Hyman is awesome to watch. And the little exchange post game against Washington, I loved it. So Nooch, shout out to you, buddy. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. So hot. There you go. There you go. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 178. I want to say thank you to all of our sponsors, DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, Buster's Pizza, and most importantly, all of you that are listening to this and welcoming, welcoming us into your ear holes. I also want to give a shout out to Tyler for going to the wrong hotel in Vegas. I've never, I, I, I don't even know how that And happens. wrong carousel. That actually happened to me very recently like, when I went to Niagara Falls for a wedding in the summer. We were staying at a Holiday Inn on the lake. So you would expect that to be by Niagara Falls. Oh, right? that's Niagara oh, on the lake. Been to yeah. Niagara yet. So we went and we got there. And it was like 11 o'clock at night, just drove from Toronto and went to check in. And like, no, you're staying at the other Holiday Inn, which is like 15 minutes away. So we went there and it was <laughs> the, <laughs> the only thing in sight was a pure later. There was no lake anywhere to be found, and that is my story of getting the wrong hotel. I will also give a bonus hot performer of the week to Tyler Uremchuk for uh, Tyler Tries in Jasper last weekend. Oh, yes. The mussels were delicious. And and paired with a delicious Caps have. Oh, Tyler is a red wine fan now for life. Yes. We built a taste in it, taste in, (laughs) a taste for it with him. So shout out to Tyler and shout out to all of you for listening to this. This one to run a little bit long, but that's what happens when Liam produces this. We get to go a little bit longer. So I want to say thank you for joining us this week. Shout out to the sponsors. Please leave us reviews. Please keep checking in. Please keep sending me Ask the Idiots questions. That's a wrap. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. 
Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 